Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on all things social media. I am Spike Lou on these same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. I heard that Delta is really variant, variant its thing out there your, your way. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'm <laughs> trying to stay streets. I'm trying to stay Delta free, COVID mm. free, and whatever other variant they got coming down the pike, man. I'm trying to stay variant. free of that. That variant getting its variant on <laughs> hard out here in these streets if you let the news tell it. Man, yeah. but I'm glad to see you okay. We got to get back in the studio for one of these shows here soon, man. Maybe we'll get a great, great guest. Continue to roll those suggestions in for us. Let us know who you guys want to see on the on deck tv show yeah man absolutely do not forget that we got some merch to back it up as well man this is episode 407 407 of the on deck tv podcast yes we've been doing this a long time and on another dope week Nas king disease is back to part two man are you ready for that or not top hip-hop festival moments we're gonna go over some of the things that made festivals hot in hip-hop man also i hope you've seen snoop and kevin hart doing the olympic commentary that was hilarious and meek mill got washed in the studio we'll tell you about who but first it's been a heavy week out here, man. You can tell it's a slow, it ain't even slow news. It's been popping. Uh, the Festival Ranch, what got us to this point is, of course, the baby and what he was going on with. Also, 42 Doug had some incidents this week, and T.I., as always, was in hot water. A writer from Rolling Stone phrased it, and I want to run it to you, Animal Brown, is hip-hop in the middle of a culture war with this new pc culture and everybody trying to cancel the rappers yeah i i think so um i do think so i think it's similar to the way um the way comedians kind of come you know they they kind of say yo we can't really do our job because you can't really say anything uh because you're they're afraid to get canceled x y and z uh but first let's let's back it up though before i even say anything the stuff that the baby said is still confusing to me to this day I'm not really sure where it came from. <laughs> I'm not really sure what he was referring to. I don't really know what he was talking about. It seems hella random that he's on stage and probably in front of probably the most people that he's ever been in front of. And instead of just saying, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care, he chose <laughs> to point out, uh, he wants to talk about AIDS, which was awkward. Who wants to hear that when they had a festival? Because they probably just rolled something last night, or they probably <laughs> was finna. He had a video up. that came out afterwards, right? And what did he say? Did he explain it? Dude? No, I'm talking about holding the AIDS HIV thing. Did you see that? No. Something. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe it was promo for the video. Why he even brought that up? Okay. I mean, possibly so. And, and then the, the, the dude sucking dick in the park, like, like, oh, that was just something very strange that it was on his mind <laughs> on stage. So I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, but I do think, and then the 4-2 Doug video was wild, <laughs> bro. Shout out to 4-2 Doug and his son. But dude, like, I don't know what the fuck that was. And so people went in on him and then he had a rant alluding to a lot of gay stuff. They like, nigga, this is not me, blah, 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 blah. Bro, it's it, it, it's been crazy, and I have a I have a theory on where some of these um, 
like where some people are coming from. I seen y'all posted um, Van Lathan has some comments to say about it. DJ Great Academics comments. has some very similar comments to say about why they pick and choose the baby. They're mad at the baby for saying what he said, but they let him perform what he performed. I have I have comments about all of that shit, but it's that's a that's a rant that we may have to save for this festival part. What do you think? Is there a culture war going on right now? I don't think that there's any more of a culture war going on with rappers than there has been uh, from the time that we saw Tupac saying, fuck uh, Dolores Tucker. Uh, from the time it's when they were rolling over rap CDs with steamrollers in the middle of New York uh, in front of Sam Goody or whatever it may be. So I don't think that there's any difference there. I think that the responses are different uh, because rappers are on a bigger scale now. We'll touch on the baby. I'll get fully into that when we get to the festival part. I'm glad you opened the door for that because I have some thoughts too that, that we could get to. I think it was weird as well. Yeah. Uh, the initial, whatever, what started the whole thing, like coming out and that being your place, even if you did have a video that you were promoting, you are a lot better, I thought, at marketing than coming out and promoting it that way by saying that. But I guess you got people to talk. To the 42 Doug thing though, and T.I., I would vehemently disagree with you about the 42 Doug shit. That, that looked regular to me. Like, I don't have kids. You don't have kids. I seen it in a group chat where one of our group chatters, shout out my guy, watch, he has kids. He agreed with you that this looks weird. Yeah, I just seen my homeboy from Detroit, he a barber. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but he was doing a little burpee things where you like do yeah, that. that People do that, the baby. People do that, but some people stick their tongue out when they do that. Mm. It appeared that that's what he was doing. Now, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, probably because I like 42 Doug. And again, I just seen that happen. That looks regular to me of somebody playing with kids, male, female, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't sexualize kids that way, in my opinion. And mm. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but a lot of that happened in his comments. Where he made the mistake was getting into that and letting that get in his feelings. And then you go over this crazy rant about homophobia. Bro, if you're going to put your son online and you're going to do that deal, be willing to take the backlash. And you ain't, you, you don't have to go back and forth with people, dude. Let them have it. Let them have however they claim that they thought you looked because you still got your son in the racks and everything else is going on right for 42 Doug. So I don't got to go on a rant with you about how this looked. I don't care how you think it looked. Like just you and I are disagreeing on it. It's not a big deal. You think it looks one way. I think it looks the other way. That's life. I don't think that 42 Doug should put himself in a position where he's responding this way. That was a mistake. And yeah, I'm glad deep. someone got on the phone, got it, whoever, and called him and said, hey, you need to step down bro and i think that's where the baby made a mistake and we'll get into that later as far as the response to what you did initially 42 doug I'm, i i won't show y'all my kids ever again fuck it y'all ruined it i ain't giving y'all that side of me that's and funny. i respect that that's valiant in your response now to ti sometimes you just gotta shut up bro <clears throat> Sometimes you just have to be quiet. You can't come to the defense of the baby because it starts to be watered down. I know we talked a little bit about this last week, but I just wanted to double back on it because T.I. is getting a lot of heat. Like you said, Van Lathan jumped in with what I thought was a great point. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about that again when we get to the festival thing because I want to pull it up and kind of read some of what he said. Yeah. But T.I.'s part of it and other people that are chiming in say, well, why didn't this happen to the baby and this has happened? Shut up, dude. Like every, <laughs> every, like it, it don't, that's a waste of fucking time, dude. The, the, my biggest thing from this is this is a waste of time in the sense of 
I don't think that the baby is homophobic. I, I, I genuinely don't think that. I think that his problem uh, was his response to being criticized. Mm. You, you, you have to take some sort of accountability if you're going to be making all of this money off of all of these people. Like, yep. if you're going to sit up in here and you're going to talk to 100,000 people and you uh, idle, quote unquote, like you claim you are, you got to take some accountability, bro. Whether you feel like you was wrong or right, don't nobody give a fuck, dude. Who cares? Yeah. With that being said, I think T.I. did the right thing going on vacation. He's out with his wife. Now they celebrating their anniversary. He got mm -hmm. the fuck up out of Dodge. He knows he's learned his lesson by now as far as, oh, okay, I didn't say it too much. But I think the main thing here with all of those guys is just the accountability of it. Like, you, you have to be accountable. 42 Doug was, the baby wasn't, and you see where they are. Yeah, and, and Boosie, too. He got Boosie, kicked off IG again, too. Um, so, look, man, I, I listen, I get it. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We're going to get to it later. Because so we, we, I forgot about Boosie. What did you? What were you about to say about that? Because he won't be in the later part of it. What are you, I, true. No, At this I, point, I, he's beating a dead horse, right? In my opinion, and that's my boy. I fucks with Boosie. That's my man. But you know what's going to get you pulled and what ain't, bro. Do you want to be on Instagram or don't? Yeah, like, that's I, it. I, I don't feel sorry for you, bro. Like, like do you want to be on Instagram or do you not? You can tell a nigga on Instagram to go to your rants on YouTube or, or go to your website or wherever you want to say the crazy shit at. Make a nigga pay for your OnlyFans. Like, like but... I ain't, I ain't here for Boosie to be able to say whatever he wants to on, on Instagram and, and think that they're going to, like, have special stipulations because he little Boosie, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, no, nah, there's it, a couple of strikes. And, again, when you're playing in somebody else's playground, man, they can take the ball from you whenever they want to, yeah, dude, and they shit. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Like, you're you, you doing too much. Yeah. You, it, like, go over to my guy. What's my guy's name? Um, who? Isaac Hayes the third. Go over to the uh, fan base, man. They'll let you, you get off on that. Shout out to them, man. Look, there you look go. up that. They never let you get off on there. You might can get some more, uh, get your takes off on that, man. But we're gonna and you're gonna make some money off of true. We're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna, send it to them. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep it moving, man. We're gonna go actually across the waters to the UK. Might be the first and only time we've had a headline with a UK rapper, man. Skepta, I'm sure many of you are familiar. He's a pretty big rapper in the UK, and people fuck with him in the States, too. Um, Got to put some respect on his name. He had a very interesting comment. He said that he is basically done rapping. He wants to focus on other areas because rapping, sticking to rapping is a waste of time, a waste of talent. Very interesting choice of words. A waste of talent if you are rapping. Do you agree or disagree? I had to read two articles, not just one, two articles to really understand what he said. And he's not, I, I don't agree. He's not saying it in the sense of he thinks that his artistry isn't reaching, well, excuse me, he thinks that he can do more from an artistic standpoint. That's what he's saying it from. Not that I don't think the rap is important. I never got that from him because that's what I was looking for. And I thought just reading the headline that that's what he's saying because I don't agree with that at all. But he's saying I have a lot more to offer from a music standpoint by writing for somebody else, by producing for somebody else. So for me, just going and laying an album down and doing that, that's a waste of my time. We refer back to the topic we just talked about of how impactful rappers can be in the world. Like all everyone has been talking about on every show is the baby and the backlash from the LBGTQ community and 
all of the things and how the meter moves with rappers nowadays. So I would definitely differ from Skepton when I say, hey, uh, rap's not important because I do believe it's important. But if you're talking about from a musical standpoint, from an artistry standpoint, and you say, hey, I can offer a lot more and make a lot more artists better from what I do, do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the phrase waste of talent means in the UK. Maybe it has a little bit of a different connotation than it does here because it does sound dismissive of, of like just the right. art form of rapping. But I don't think that's what he meant. I think he I think what he's saying is if you're only rapping and that is all and you've put a cap on what you can do, then you've got to, you've limited your capabilities of branching off and doing other shit. That's like when Kanye wanted to produce. I mean, when Kanye was producing, but he wanted to rap. Niggas was like, nah, bro, stick to this. You know, nah, just just do this. You, you cool in this bag right here. It kind of it kind of reminds me of that. Like we'd be cheated if, if we didn't get the other stuff. So Skepta, I get it. He's big in the fashion world too, if I'm not mistaken. He's got a couple Nike collabs. Like he's doing his thing, reaching other demographics and, and touching other people, not just air quote rapping. But let's be honest, who in 2021 only raps? And that was my next question. You read my mind. I'll take it a step further and ask you, would it be it would be frowned upon if someone was like i just rap bro exactly like, i ain't got no label i ain't got no clothes i ain't got water i ain't got <laughs> alcohol i don't sell like the legal weed i ain't got merch i just rap i just come in here and i tear these bars down so other than kendrick lamar i don't think nobody else does that dude. even kendrick lamar got a media company you know yeah, what i'm saying exactly. like and dope, some some dope little merch every now and then. Yeah, so. and then Nike collabs and yeah, Reeboks yeah. and shit. So like, every, yeah, so I mean, maybe saying that in a sense is is, is ripping the Band-Aid off what, what, where we are in 2021 with rappers. Like, you can't just be a successful rapper and expect to. No. I guess it's like anything, though. You got to have several streams of income outside of, in life in general, to be successful. So you can't just say, hey, man, I'm going to rap and that's going to be my bank, man. I'm going to ride that to the wheels fall off. Like, no. No, nah. that ain't gonna happen for you, bro. Yeah. So, hey, if you didn't, if maybe this touched somebody, some some freestyle nigga, some nigga has just, some Lloyd Banks nigga that's like only about the bars. Maybe he heard this and was like, damn, man, he right. Let me open up a juice shop. Let me do something with my likeness. <laughs> do be so. fucking be like P nigga, sell some rice, nigga, do oh. something. <laughs> yeah, it's damn. Or something. I yes, just rap. But yeah, that, that's nuts. But saying that's a waste of talent is an interesting perspective. Go read that article, man. It's a, it's a pretty cool view. I don't really listen to his music. You like? I can't get into it, man. I can't get past the accents. The accents nuts, man. Yeah, I can't do it, bro. I've, I've tried. Can't do it. Uh, What you got, moving, man? Moving on to our guy, Nazir Jones. He got a new album out, King's Disease 2. That's hitting the, over the head top Friday, August 6th, right? Yep. Fifth, sixth. That'll yep. be hitting you over the head top, man. How excited are you for this new Nas project? Not going to hold you. Uh, count me all the way in. Uh, not only was King's Disease last year one of the best albums of the year easily, um, he's been rejuvenated. Linking up with Hit Boy, got him in the studio. This is the first time Nas has dropped an album in back-to-back -back years since Steelmatic and Godson in 2001 and 2002. That's a very long time, dude. 20 years ago was the last time he dropped back-to-back -back albums in, in years, in consecutive years. This is so, three years in a row, right? Huh? That, that uh, Kanye shit came out the year before that, or was that 2018? 2018. Ah, okay. So he's clearly, there's a connection, there's a bond 
that is that he's kind of done in a studio with Hit Boy and it's working and he's got something to say. I like when my rappers are motivated. Um, I, I don't, at first I was talking to Sean and my guy, Jay ho we were talking like, is he trying to get out of a deal? Listen, like, cause Nas normally doesn't move like this, dropping albums this quickly, but uh, this album is on, the last album was just on Mass Appeal. It wasn't on Def Jam. So I think he's already got this situation taken care of and he got something to say, man, and I'm here for it. I'll be checking for this early. It's probably the first thing I listen to after that Kanye, of course. Okay. I'm not here for this at all. Shout out to Nas, though, and he's tapping into his young boy swag and doubling down on the part two and, and this and that and dropping it back to back years. I appreciate the legends staying active. But man, come on, bro. Like, we know Nas don't work this fast. Like, Nas ain't giving you, like, this, I feel like it's not, this is not going to live up to King's disease one. I feel like that somebody pulled him to the side, like, hit boy and was like, look, boy. Excuse me. It was like, look, bro, this is the this the shuck. Like these extra songs, we'll just drop them next year. I know they didn't really fuck with them, but hey, we're gonna get another bag off the album. It was Grammy nominated. You can move around off one or two of them, do a couple of singles, commercials, or whatnot. I get it. I definitely understand it. But as far as expecting it to live up to the first one, or uh, even putting the same name on it, like, nah, I don't. I don't believe you. I believe it when I hear it on Friday. I hope that I'm pleasantly surprised, but I don't think there's nothing that we would like that first one that was Grammy. It won. It won album of the year, right? I believe so, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it ain't gonna be that. It ain't gonna be that. I will say I'm always weary of the the the, the sequels, especially never as good as the original. <laughs> yeah, especially from somebody Nas age. Like, come on, you know when we really that ain't even what our generation do. Did you like, see the track we list? know the part two is always a throwaway, except for State Property Two. What'd you say? Did you see the track list? I did. I was just about to put it up, actually. He's got Anything a song. Interest you on it? Yeah, he's got a song featuring Lauren Hill. He's got a song featuring EPMD and Eminem. I don't know about that. Uh, he got a song with, with A Boogie with the hoodie and YG. Very interesting combo. But that's really pretty much it, though. He got a song with Blast, who was on the Double uh, XL freshman cover. But it's quiet, though. Brunch on Sundays. Hit Boy on here again. My Bible. Nas is good. Yeah. Um, are you going to looking at this track track list go to a particular song or do you just hit play and let it ride? This one I'm just gonna hit play. I'm gonna let it ride. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to hit a production because Hit Boy is in his bag lately. Uh, he he was cooking last year, probably one of the best producers out. But I am interested to hear this Charlie Wilson song though because I'm no. old and washed. No way. First Max. of all, that Death Row East is gonna tell me everything I need to know about this album. Mm. By the time that that death row ease go off, I'm gonna know if I was wrong or if I was right. If it's just like a small money grab, or if he was really bringing it and got something to say, like you said, that's true. That's gonna tell me everything. That's a strong title right there. And death it's row early too. Gonna, number two. It's number I'm two. I'm gonna know early if it's ready, <laughs> if it's what we came for or not, dude. That's a strong title coming from Nas. And that this song just came out not too long ago too. Oh, it surfaced. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be hard. Um, and lastly, before we get to these biggest festival moments, let's talk DJ Khaled and Little Baby. They are headlining a hip hop cruise set to take sail next year, July 1st through the 4th. And that's 2022. It is called the Days of Summer Cruise Festival. Are you here for a hip hop cruise? Man, if it were pre-COVID, this mm. would have been a fantastic idea. Have you ever been on a cruise? I have not, not yet. 
cruises are a cool thing to do at least once or twice in your life. I wouldn't consistent and do it every year like some people do, but it's cool to experience at least once. So if you got, and most of them are like old white people thing, they're not hip hop thing. Right. It's like you're going to have people perform throughout the time on the cruises, but it's like Tom uh, Jones. Yeah. They <laughs> the parodies of Tom Jones, Frank Sinatra mocks and shit like that. It's like nothing that you really just showing up for. If it was all hip hop based, like Tom Joyner has a cruise, like it's all old yeah. soul play based. If you had a cruise that was all hip hop based pre COVID, that would have been fire. But I'm I'm not getting on no ship with three hundred motherfuckers in the middle of nowhere at all uh, anytime soon. So this this is a wrap for me. I missed the pre the I missed this. It's so this this actually the first one happened in 2019. Man, Cardi B and Post Malone headlined it. I think this shit is fly. I'm not gonna lie. Like you, it's it's. So you get access to excursions through like Norwegia and all this type shit, private islands and all this cool, expensive sounding shit. But most of the Norwegian times you have to nuts. That can't be a place. That that can't be the right pronunciation. Is it Norwegian? No, Norway. Norway. Because <laughs> I got confused because I was going to say Norwegian island and then I was going to say the country. And so it's Norway. I had to come back and catch that. That's funny as shit. The Norwegian islands, excuse me. But most of the times you have to choose between a concert or going to the beach. Like you really just can't do both like that. In this instance, you get the best of both worlds. You can do both because they perform when they dock. That's super cool. I'm fucking with this, bro. Like, I, I don't know if I'd go, but I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody went though. Like yeah, that's a great concept. I like this. Uh like in 2019. I'm <laughs> Definitely not doing it again in 2022, bro. Like a cruise, it can get real old real quick. And somebody just caught COVID on a cruise that was like everybody on the cruise was vaccinated. Mm. This person still got COVID and had to get flu off the cruise. So nah, I'm good. Everybody threw that nigga overboard. Damn, I can't. That. <laughs> Everybody Clinton on, nigga, your bitch ass off. Of the Go holler at your partner. <laughs> Go, no man. I didn't make it. I ain't gonna lie though. It's lit. I think it's dope that little baby got checks already accounted for halfway through next year though. Like I like when your calendar goes all the way to summer of 2022, and I'm sure it's beyond that. He doing something right. His team doing something right. So that's super dope to see. That was the uh, Apple stock for me when we did the stock price, and I bought little baby really early in. My guy ESTG stock on the rise as well, too. I was almost out on him, but the whole phone call saved him. He was in the headlines for like two weeks just off a whole phone call. That's true. It's nuts, by the way. Yeah, it is. But that's a good project, though. That project got some bangers on them. That project is really good. Yeah, you let me not do him like that. It wasn't just a whole phone call. A project came out accompanied by a whole phone call, which did a lot for the marketing of the project. So shout that's out true. my guy ESTG, man. That whole cosign still go. Still go. Um, and no more cosign to hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Easy. Um, speaking of Hove, though, man, it, when you think festival moments, I know this is going to be on one of our lists. It's not, I'm not even worried about that. But we do want to talk about the big dog festivals. First of all, did you see um, uh, what's the one that should, the, the um, uh, Lollapalooza? That crowd looked, it like, where's Waldo? That was crazy. It looked crazy, Damn. bro. Always is my first question. And the first thing that I think of when I see those crowds, this just shows what my mind is like, what kind of shoes do you wear to that, dude? Yeah. 
Like yeah. they're gonna be ruined. Some throwaways, <laughs> man. Shout it doesn't look fun Will. to me though. Shout out my guy Will, man. It don't look fun at all. It's too many people. He hit me on IG. You know, did you see that video going around of the sneakers and uh rolling loud people getting that shit just dog? Oh yeah, for sure. My guy sent it to me in the IG, man. He said that's the first thing I thought of because y'all always say the sneaker shit. Yeah. One thing before we get to this, though, we have not got to touch on. I feel like that we need to because we talk about them a lot. Now they get into the mainstream is Griselda. Yeah. And Conway wearing this skirt. Do you want to get to this now? It wasn't a damn we... skirt. <laughs> Definitely a skirt. That, that was, was a skirt, buddy. No. Yes, buddy. Do you want to talk about that it now it? before we leave as an L for Conway taking? That Where do you want to put it? That wasn't a skirt, man. I'll write people it down. Keep saying it that. that is, <laughs> he didn't wear it like a skirt? What is it? A kilt? He tied Scotland? it around. That was a that was a that was like a joint. He just tied it around his waist. <laughs> that was all, dude. Like when niggas tie sweaters around their waist, he just did it in reverse. He turned that, it around. That didn't the resemble sh- a sweater, bro. That was like a kilt. No skirt type thing. <laughs> and that's not cool. And had he said that when niggas asked him about it cool the nigga was acting like yeah i put the skirt on and mcqueen paid me for it which doesn't make it any better no nah, he was didn't. like yeah i got the mcqueen bag for it and it wasn't a skirt though but that's yeah, it's funny definitely. as fuck though <laughs> it was i don't like it i don't like it i do not like it man but speaking of uh noteworthy festival appearances before we get to some of our favorite festival moments the backlash from the baby's uh, comments has come in. He's he's down to about, I'd say five. I think the count is about five festivals have scratched eight. him off the list eight. for the rest. Eight. Of, it's eight now? Yes, sir. Me and my and girl was just talking about this before. Uh, this went on. The last count was eight. So, okay, eight festivals, including Midtown Music Fest here in Atlanta, too. Um, so they have scratched eight. him off the list. It actually forced him to... Uh, he, he then came out and apologized and had a more formal, uh, you know, more thoughtful apology that was put out there on his Instagram, um, which he's obviously he's too late. If he would have came out with that when it happened, it probably would have would have hit a little better. But I thought he did make a good point in there because this is so this is how wait, I wait, 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 wait. Before you get to that, though, like we do here at On Deck TV, age festivals. Booking prices time, we're talking 160 to 250 a show. At least, yeah, for sure. So we're talking about between, what, two and four million dollars? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. He's losing for one to be the bad guy, be the villain. But go That's ahead. Nuts. I didn't mean yes. to cut you off like that. That's nuts. Um, And he does get that. Let's be clear. Yeah. He getting he, At least yeah, he getting 160 that. to 250. You got to come with that for him. Easy. Um, I thought the apology was, I thought, the, I thought the second one was well-written. I don't know if he did it, his PR people, who gives a fuck? We know, we all know that <laughs> niggas ain't sitting down literally writing out this shit. They have teams to do that shit. But he made a point in that I thought was interesting what the, that he said people, some people reached out to him behind the scenes and, and talked to him and educated him about some shit. And that's how I look at shit, right? When I see what he said, the first thing I'm thinking is, Damn, what did that mean? So I, I'm, the first thing I'm thinking is, why doesn't somebody ask him what does he mean by that? That's before I jump off a cliff. I want to know what you mean by that. Like, what did you mean when you said that? And now, if he doubles down from that point, and then just goes all the way in the gay, okay, then like, okay, you wilding. But if he be like, man, I ain't gonna lie, to you, I was lit. 
you know what I'm saying? I feel like you have to give people the opportunity to clean shit up, bro, because things happen in a moment. Most people criticizing him have never been on stage in front of 30,000 people before performing or doing anything. So they don't quite know what that feels like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, that's not an excuse. I'm right. just saying you don't know what it feels like in somebody else's shoes. It's a different feeling being on stage in front of 30 or 30,000 people. It's completely different when you're in a crowd. And so I, I feel like you need to, instead of jumping off a cliff, people need to be like, yo, clarify that though, because that shit sounded nuts. Oh, that you were promoting a video? Uh, okay, uh, no shots to the this community? Okay, cool. Now, hey, clarify that. Man, nigga, fuck, fat, faggot. Oh, oh, nigga, damn. So that's, that's what people need to start doing, in my opinion. But the culture, we move too fast, bro. It ain't microwave, so that's not going to happen. That's a pipe dream. Uh, but you wanted to touch on some of the comments that people were making referring to Van Layton and some other people? Yes, but let me respond to what you said there first. Um, as far as the baby, you don't get to, you only get so many chances. And you are absolutely right when you say, hey, man, it would have been nice had someone been like, hey, bro, what do you mean? True, it would have been nice. Had the nigga not beat somebody up in the Louis Vuitton store, had the nigga not punched the girl in the face that was trying to get his phone, had the nigga not accidentally killed somebody in Walmart. Like you are only given the benefit of the doubt so many times. So there were a lot of rappers that could have went on stage and said this and not has got not have gotten the, the backlash that he got. I agree with you there, but that's his fault. Like you put yourself in a place where you can't be lit and say and, and slip up. If it was a slip up or not, I really feel it. I don't really get into that. But what you said, you're held in a higher regard for because you fucked up so many times and not one time has he came out and been accountable for it. And that's what's got him in this position this far. Like we were talking about earlier, it's accountability at the end of the day. Like the baby ain't never been a nigga to come out and be like, you know what, bro, I was wrong. That was my bad. Like, I ain't, I, I don't know what dude had going on. I, don't, I didn't mean to say this. I didn't know it would offend people. Had you done that, it would have went a lot further with all the other bullshit that you've been through. And now you're just in this repetitive cycle of bullshit happening because you don't never want to take accountability. And that goes to the comments and the things that Van Lathan and other people were saying. But it's about accountability. That nigga never takes accountability. And that's why... I feel like he's in the position he's in more so than the comments themselves. Cause like you said, if you go back and listen to it, I, I'm not the one that he did that, that, that took offense to it. I could see how those comments would be offensive. Yeah. I also can see how they can get to this point just because you like, Oh man, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> We're going to show, show you, uh, uh, you're the bad guy. We're going to show you, I want to be the villain. We're going to show you how it hurts you. You can't do that if you ain't got your own money, bro. Like if niggas canceling you from festivals and that shit hurt your pockets, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't hurt anybody. I ain't saying myself holier than thou, but you can't say oh, I'm the bad guy then. I'm the villain. I'm going to be that guy. If you can't take the heat when you in the kitchen, because you're going to have to call it off. Now you apologize twice. <laughs> Come on, bro. I, th I, I thought some of the comments surrounding what he said, and again, we're, we're going to get to some of our favorite festival moments, but this is the elephant in the room. Like, this, this, this is snowballed into a whole nother the Elton John commenting on it. Fucking Quest Love put his fake festival, his dream festival up on Instagram. And Not to he, Quest Love. 
Hey, look, man, the baby got, he got X'd out of a festival that don't even exist. Like, that's how hard that niggas is going on him. Quest Love Festival doesn't even exist, and he X'd him out of that, nigga. So he losing that, money, he wasn't even going. Nigga losing imaginary money, nigga. Well, you start losing imaginary money, nigga, it's ugly out here, boy. That's when it's rough. That imaginary money, I could have I had <laughs> That's nuts. I'm I'm gonna pull up with DJ Academics. Get, have Van late this thing because this is Van's, all. I got Van pulled up already. We're gonna read it. Okay, hold right. on. I'm a, DJ Academics and a lot of people felt this way too. He said it's just weird how festivals are putting out these elaborate statements about how much they care about humanity, and because of that, can't have the baby on their show for what he said. Yet, ninety percent of the artists they book, music is about drugs and murder, and it's totally fine to them. I thought that was interesting. I'm going to comment on that, but it's it's almost in line with what Van Lathan said too, though. Hell no, it's not. I ain't Slick. gonna let you tie that into that, man. Shout out my guy Van Lathan. He's a lot more deliberate in what he's saying. Here's the hard truth: the festival doesn't have a soul. It's corporate entity. That means it's cool with whatever the consumer is cool with. If we're all singing along the songs about misogyny, murder, and malice, then figure it cool to put it on the stage. But when a community that has standards about how they'll be spoken to or about, like the LGBTQ community, obviously does, then the festival or corporate entity listens. It affects their ability to book other artists down the line and makes them vulnerable to boycotts, etc. If we wanted festivals to not book artists that profited in Black Death, then we have to set community standards on what we will accept. We won't, because by and large, we like and understand the music that that excuse me they will do what we do and stop backflipping to excuse bad behavior it just stunts growth also stop black feel black flipping. butchered the end there easy for you to say right um look dude I, so, I, I i get it let me start by the difference in those two statements okay to me the difference in those two statements by van it's more so holding his accountability on, I would say, the black community and, and saying you made an interesting quote in the group check about the pull your pants up. I think this it, is because it gave me it gave me pull your pants up and they won't look at you like that vibes. That's right. what it gave me. I, I get that. I, I totally could understand what someone would say that. But it gave me more so vibes of look at the power that this community has and the the eggshells that people walk on in order not to offend them. Like right. one of our own, who we understand, a person who like is from our community. I'm not a big baby fan, but I can recognize, you know, what he comes from, makes a mistake. And before he can be asked, what do you mean? Anything of that nature, because you know the power of that community, boom, he's canceled in these places canceled at these festivals you can't get booked here anymore because people don't want to offend a certain community and i understand what he says by if we had that same ump as a community by being on the same page and similar thought processes then we could also have that same power and have to ask people questions as opposed to canceling them if you knew you had that community behind the baby then yeah they're gonna ask him before they say what you said you're going to get that treatment as to where we'll hold on before we make these rash decisions. We don't want to lose all of these people that are supporting the baby. 
because there's so many separate conversations being had. Like niggas argue for two weeks about who was right between the baby and whatever top misogyny, homophobia, or whatever it was. And I don't think that he's either of those things. Like he ain't even on either side of that. It's just controversial words that he said that he didn't apologize for. But yet and still people are digging these lines. It's like, well, I'm on this side and I'm on that side. But that isn't even what the conversation is about. Yeah. Here's where they're similar. And all that's true. Here's where they're similar. They both brought up the subject matter of the music, which in some instances can be more adult themed, more action packed, more violence, more drug use, et cetera, et cetera. Some of the music can be that. And you're absolutely right. And my put on on the week, the spoiler is going to be what interview where a guy said this. He was like, man, as rappers and where Van made his context different from academics to me is it's music that we appreciate and understand. This is commentary for our culture. Like the, the heat that academics catches is because always people say, man, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about on these videos. And you're talking about our hood and you're getting people killed and you're talking about people being killed. It's the same thing when outsiders, culture virtues, people who may not understand, listen and talk about rap. Like you're going to get the same thing. And that's what Van is saying. Like we get that y'all may not get this and you may have to scramble to react sometimes. But until we are represented like as a hip hop community, as a black community, whatever he meant in that context, we're going to get treated that way. Yeah. And that, that's, that's not true though. But I, I, I'm going to say this because I, I saw a lot of people echoing pieces of that. A lot of people echoing, yeah, man, it's cool for them to talk about this in the song, but he can't say that. Why are y'all picking and choosing? And I really feel like people are blurring the line that's in between entertainment and reality. And I think sometimes we do that. We forget that there is a line. Like there's a line that you can say certain things under the umbrella of art and entertainment, whether that's music, movies, TV, books, video games. There's certain things that you can do and say in there. You can shoot a million niggas you want to in your song or in your movie. You, you cross that line into reality and shoot a million niggas, you're, you're probably going to get locked up for a very long time. Like you can't do that. The one thing that crosses over both lines is hate speech. That's one thing that you can't do in reality without getting just, I mean, without getting crucified for, and you can't do that in music or entertainment without getting crucified for. That's the one thing. And that's what some people perceive the baby as doing when he said what he said on stage, but because he said it in a setting that was a musical setting, People are crossing that and spilling that over and trying to compare it to what he says in a song, which is completely different in my opinion. If I, Eminem can say, I just drunk a fifth of vodka, dare me to drive in a song, and that's cool. If Marshall Mathers got in a car <laughs> with, a, with, the, with the vodka and drove and got pulled over, he's going to jail. He's, you can do it in one instance, but in real life, you can't. And people need to stop blurring that line because that's what I'm seeing happening. And so stop comparing what they're saying in lyrics as, oh, man, you guys gave that a pass. That's because that's art and entertainment. You can do the same thing. Niggas get shot on Snowfall. Niggas, <laughs> motherfuckers is bitches and hoes and 40-year-old virgin. Like all of this is under the guise of entertainment and art. That's one thing. What you say in a speech in between your art it's completely different because that's reality at that point. That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. And the difference between hip hop, rap, and other cultures 
in, in the artists that perform this is like, there's a certain authenticity that you have to have. Like you don't necessarily have to have killed somebody. You don't have to have sold all the drugs uh, that you claim you sold. Like they, they, that's not mandatory, but you are reporting on something that you've seen. Like that's a part of the fabric that makes our culture. So again, going back to what Van said, I think that there's a certain understanding for people that listen to this music that I'm not saying I killed 30 people, but I know Tyrone up the street did. I'm not going to put his name in the music, but this happens around the way. This happens where I'm from. And I think what people are saying is there are people that understand that, yeah, what the baby or little baby, what guys may talk about in their song, there's a difference between saying it on stage and doing it. You're right. I'm not disagreeing right. with you. Then. I, th I want me to be very clear that that's not my point either. I don't think that I'm not blurring the lines. I understand that there's a difference there. There's just a certain, um, there's a certain thing that's held up when you're a rapper because you are a culture commentator more so than anybody else. Right. Singers sing songs written by other people. Uh, so do rappers. All, yeah. Well, rappers do too, but to a certain, it, but it has to look good though, right? Of like, course, like you because can't... because you're telling a you're telling a story. At the end of the day, the common denominator between rap music, any country music, a movie, a book is you're telling a story. And so, if I'm watching Training Day and Denzel is supposed to be this big bad motherfucker, but he looks like a square. He's got fucking thick ass Coke bottle Urkel glasses and fucking khaki. It won't make sense. You have to look the part in order to pull that off. It's the same thing if I'm ESTG. But it's that's the, the same thing. thing. That was my point that I was getting to rather long-windedly there is, is just because you pay for those concert tickets as a fan or you buy that record, it doesn't mean that you condone that lifestyle. You just understand that those things are happening. The difference between that and entertainment, like the movies, like people don't necessarily think that they're aliens in this. Not every, all people don't, but like these movies that you go to be entertained by, you go in realizing that that's a movie. Then the difference, I would say slightly in rap and what Van is talking about and the people that support it like us is like you go up there knowing that there's a certain authenticity. That's what makes rap rap. That's what makes it not a movie. That's what makes Tupac, Tupac, or that's what makes Jeezy, Jeezy, is that that is there, like, it may not all be real, and, like, Nori brought up a great point on his podcast when he was talking to Benny Siegel. Benny Siegel, uh, he told Benny Siegel, he was like, bro, did you have this problem when you just started to rap? He's like, I thought everything that I said had to be true. Exactly. He's like, it wasn't until I was a couple albums in that I realized that you could lie. And you that's can my put point. a little bit of fudge on top. But that, that, so, that's because people just want a good story. And, and hip hop is still new, air quote, and they don't understand. Well, some people may not understand it. They think it literally has to be what you've seen. Some people figure that out. Pac told stories of, of Pac told stuff of what he saw, what he mm -hmm. went through, and shit that he just thought of that was just a dope ass story. So that, that that's what it that's my point though. All that shit is written from somewhere. That movie that that's I understand what you're saying. Like, nah, not quite. It's written from a nigga head, whatever. It's an alien, a street film, whatever, a, a romance, nigga, whatever it is. They may or may not have went through it. They may or may not have seen it. They may have just thought of it and just thought of a dope ass story that they wrote down and are now performing. It's the same. When people need to start looking at it like that. Yes, there are exceptions. The Tallahassee niggas, they wildin'. Some of that, some of that shit is actually happening, but even they are are putting on to a certain extent too, though. Well, I think the the where we are in this conversation is an important question. I'd love to know what you think. Is 
because of what we're saying, like you have to see some of this stuff to be a rapper and there's a certain authenticity to it. And like you said, there is some sort of storytelling to it as well. Is it something that the baby or people are excused from because, hey, this is the environment I grew up from. So if I let a bitch slip out every now and then or a homic, a homophobic moment happens. Should I have some sort of leeway there? Like, is is that what like the majority of people like T.I. and that are coming out and saying, well, a baby isn't being afforded the opportunity to make a mistake. Is it because like people jump on? I, I don't know, because if you look at Bro, you can look at a Dave Chappelle stand up, bro. How many niggas and bitches are in Dave Chappelle stand up? Wait, I mean, it ain't about the niggas and bitches, though. Like, um, but that, that was an example. You compare, it, but you can't compare apples to apples with Chappelle because he did make a similar joke to the transsexual community and got a lot of heat for it. Yeah, but he didn't so, get canceled. He didn't because get, he's better at what he does than the, the baby. No, 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 no. He's a lot better at what he uh, does than what the baby's like. Not the, saying he's not better. I'm saying that doesn't that doesn't matter. You anybody? We we've seen nobody's bulletproof. The nigga that own fucking Harvey Weinstein owns all the shit we watch. And nigga, they came and got him. That's different. He raped women. He didn't just say words. He like raped, I mean, I, he literally raped women. But I'm saying but, you can get canceled. Did. Yeah, he didn't get canceled. And the reason, like I said, that David Chappelle didn't get canceled. And that goes to the point that I'm saying about there's a certain with comedians and rappers, there's a certain realness that has to be a part of their act. And yeah, it's, it's got to be rooted in truth that. or it's not funny. Right. And they have to relay that when they get on stage. So I think going back again to the point that Van made, we understand that as fans of that community. Once you get outside of that community, people stop to understand and they think that everything is real or everything is. And this is where you get the backlash from the baby. And this is where you get the point that Van is making is if we can't band together and be like, well, hold up, y'all. Like this ain't what he meant. And we should be afforded a lot more than being held liable for this in a moment on a stage. But you don't get afforded that because everybody looks at it wrapped the way they do. I would I would argue that there's a large number of people that look like us that don't understand the difference between what ESTG says is reality and, and entertainment, though. It ain't just people that don't look like us, though. What do you mean? I don't understand like, what like, you mean. like you're saying, Van, it's like people outside the culture don't don't get it. Air quote. There's people in the culture that don't that don't know the difference either, though. That's what I'm saying. They don't they don't know the difference between stuff that's because people still get feel some type of way when they find out that something was fabricated hey what oh i don't think that like, that takes nigga. away from the point though but but like, I, I, no I but i'm saying there are people in the culture that don't get it as well like everybody not gonna get it yeah no, I agree okay, with you. Yeah. there are people that look like it that don't get it but i don't think that takes away from the point of the people outside the culture still getting not getting it like even more told to that extent i mean i i would argue that they get they might get it bro like, like it's a but that's 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 a that's a whole well, that goes point. to your to, to my point of what I'm saying there, them not getting it is, oh, I seen this festival cancel the baby or they don't want him to come. So I'm going to do it too, because I had the baby here because he was popular. Now I see that everybody else is canceling him because of popular, never knowing what I was signing up for in the first place and signing the baby. I only had him here because I, he was popular. Yeah. Cause the numbers are popping. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you get backlash you. from people who have no clue of why, like, why he's being canceled they just know hey this will get my festival in the news i do agree with some of what people are saying in their conspiracy theories but there's also a part of that that says if there were a culture that we were holding that like black people were over i'm not sure to say that the baby would have got canceled with that because there's more understanding and there should be for our culture and what we do 
No, that, you, you're, you're given that leeway of understanding until you cross over into what's, until you bottle up a whole community and, and, and offend a whole network of community. You're, you're giving right. leeway up into a certain point, though. And to those those festivals canceling him, and we'll, and we'll get, I promise y'all, we're going to get to our favorite, favorite moments and all that shit in just a second. To those festivals that are now canceling him, and some people are saying that they're riding waves, which I do think half of that is true. I also think the other half are just trying to save their ass and not be the only festival with the baby headlining when everybody else has canceled them, dude. Like, you don't, do you want to be that festival right now? Because the kitchen is hot right now. If you got the baby name on your shit, you might got pressure from sponsorships. People might want to pull out. There's some behind the scenes shit and it takes a whole lot of money to put these festivals together. And the last thing you want to do is come out on the short end of the stick, putting one of them together, dude. So, so- some people are wave riding for sure. Other people are like, I'm not going to be the one fucking festival that got this nigga attached to it. Why he got the, the scarlet letter on his chest, dude. Well, here's a great question to that point, though. If there was a revolt festival, if there was a BET festival, if there was a title festival, these are black led companies. Would they have to cancel him? Or do they give him the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, man, you know. They may have to, bro, because it's all about sponsorships, bro. Because Gatorade is sponsoring that Revolt show. They're paying mm. for that. <laughs> like, let's be clear. The Gator, Gatorade, Pepsi, whoever has their logo plastered over the festival is paying for that. So you, it, Revolt's name can be on it all day long. But, nigga, if the person that's footing the bill is like, nigga, I'm out. If y'all got dude on there, oh, baby, you got to go there. You're getting scratched out just like just, just like the fake festival in Quest Love head. It's gone. Rightfully so. Um, but let's get to some of these favorite moments, man. We wanted to talk about our favorite concert slash festival moments. Uh, when, when you think of a an infamous festival moment, what pops out of your head? I think the number one festival moment we'll put everything on the map was Jay-Z putting Prodigy on the Summer Jam screen. Up there in the tutu with the uh, old pictures that he said he found from him doing his ballerina days and just that, that done it done it for me as ever like the prodigy i know yeah 2001 summer jam listen 15 20 000 people were in attendance not only did he debut take over to the world not only did he put prodigy on the summer jam screen with the tap dance outfit but then the nigga topped it off by bringing out michael jackson dude like nigga listen when you come out like that on a summer jam nigga that's your one and only summer jam nigga i'm never coming back i just shut this bitch down it need to be renamed jay-z jam Nigga, because that's it. There's no top in that, dude. Like, I know I, w- I wasn't there, but I know for a fact, nigga, when they brought Michael Jackson out, grown men <laughs> were probably <laughs> screaming and crying tears on their Tims, nigga, when Mike came out. I just out. could not I believe that Michael Jackson came out. Like, that's listen nuts. to that, bro. That's fucking nuts, bro. Facts. Michael Jackson, like, niggas ain't even seen him before. Like, he one of them niggas that you don't even see. Like, you just accept that Every you're not going to life. see him your whole life. <laughs> You just accept it, bro. You're like, man, nigga, I'm never going to see this nigga in person. <laughs> this nigga, you bring him out? Like, nigga, what? At a hip-hop show? And and like you said, to be the headliner there, like, I mean, I'm speaking of headliner in a bad way with Prodigy being up on that screen in the tutu. Um, he wasn't in the tutu. First of all, stop doing him any kind of way. He was, in a, he was in like a little Michael Jackson looking jacket with the little tap dance shoes on. He wasn't in a guy. I saw a picture with him in a ballerina suit. Where is that stop. picture from? That's you ain't never seen the picture of Prodigy in the ballerina fit? That might be Cal. Look it up. Google it. We got Google. 
I'm just glad it wasn't me on the screen. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of screens, though, there was another one that I, I come to think of. Man, I got to go Drake OVO Fest when he did back to back. When that this mm. one back to back was one of the hottest records in the world. First off, you're flexing heavy because you don't need to do a summer jam. You got your own festival. That's number one, named after you and your label. That's but then you perform your blazing hot disc record, nigga, that's on top Billboard 100 and shit. And you got the big dog memes playing in the background on the Jumbotron, too. He was, ro- the memes were roasting Meek. The bars were roasting Meek, nigga. Like, bro, like, that had to, that was, that's, that's up there with the summer jam screen, dude. Like, mm. cause, cause that shit was nuts. They even had tweets from like companies that were even com- niggas don't remember companies got in on the beef, dude. <laughs> like what a burger was tweeting. That is hey, me, that, time you want to do beef, do it right. Like how we do our quarter pound burger. Like nigga, when you cross over and beef with mainstream, man, dude, yeah. it was the butt of every joke nigga, for a week straight, dude. Like that was an epic ass moment, man. Drake back to back at the OBO fest. Mine's got to go, man. If, if we're talking about that, was the new generation one. That was the new generation of how you do a nigga in at the festival. Big stunts to Drake for having that OBO. I got to go back to 2010, 2014, mm. I believe. Okay. This is when 50 robbed Slow Bucks for his sta- chain on stage. That's nuts. In front of everybody, 50 got banned. He's still banned from Summer Jam to this day, 10 years later, 10 years banned. It comes up in, I think, the next couple of years. Mm. But 50 Cent, man, it, it was he was going through this whole thing with Slow Bucks. Slow Bucks tried to shuck it out and have his son, I think, on his IG or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was a long little feud. Having 50 son on his IG. Yeah, he had 50 son on his IG, thought it was yeah. slick. And, you know, 50 don't play fair. So 50 robbed him on stage. Allegedly. In of, in, allegedly. <laughs> 50 said he didn't see anything. This guy was de- <laughs> this guy was definitely G on it. And um, the guy got his chain took, man. That's a, that's a rough festival night for you if you slow bucks, man. But I think he's still moving around out here, too. No, absolutely. No, he's still out here, man. And, and uh, one more before we get out of here, to um, 2004, Birthday Bash 9 in Atlanta. Mm. T.I. Little Flip. Let's go to. Hey, I heard you in the building. Come out and flip. Even <laughs> careers in here. Nigga. Hey, come. Hey, flip. and he did the freestyle. Flip didn't Listen. never come out. He ain't never come out since. Nigga, that nigga went in some dope backstage and never came out. He nigga never wrote another rap or nothing. <laughs> His career ain't been the same since. That was a super epic moment. I wasn't there, but that would have been dope to be there. I'm sure that niggas got hella stories. That's one of them ones. That's, the, that's one of the best things about being in Atlanta. You fuck around and go get your haircut one day, and it'd be a nigga in the barbershop that was working that day at birthday bash could tell you the whole story, nigga. Like random as fuck. Well, you ain't no folk boy. I used to be role manners of a tilt boy. Goddamn boy, <laughs> goddamn boy. I'll tell, tell you what happened. Boy, nigga, little flip, nigga. He ran by, and they called him backstage. They tell you the whole play by play. Be like, yeah, man, nigga, shit, random and as fuck. Tough. They hit you with that goddamn couple times, man. It's a wrap, buddy. That's a fact. Did you have any more off the dome uh, before we get to some wins and some losses? Um, the big thing before festivals was, of course, the award shows. Facts. So I don't know if that's a separate episode, but I, a lot of my research, the award shows popped up as well. So if I was just going to do one of those, I would say the one with Vlad beat Ross up uh, the award show. The, uh, uh, no, reverse that. Ozone. Well, excuse me, yes. Yeah, no. Ross's crew yes. beat up Vlad. Vlad sued him for $4 million. If you guys ever wondered about that line, just go look up the uh, Ozone Wars from 2014. No, uh, it was, was it 2014? 
Mm, oh, eight, excuse me, 2008. Gotcha. 2008, yeah, the Ozone Awards 2008 and Vlad's crew um, jumping DJ Vlad, excuse me, Vlad's getting jumped by Rick Ross's crew. Y'all check that out. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, today marked the anniversary for Suge Knight. Um, mm, you're so dancing sad. all in your videos. Mm -hmm. That today marked the anniversary of that. And Summer Jam 2007, Kanye and Swiss Beats did a beat battle. 2007, wow. Summer Jam. So verses before verses happened in 2007. Shout out to Swiss and Kanye. It'd have been dope to be there for that. Did you know what that same source was? Onyx shot in the sky while they were performing. They shot no a pistol real live. <laughs> that that's what was went. And this was after the pox. Uh, you ain't got no love for the y'all ain't got no love for Death Row in oh, the West Coast. Well, excuse me, Snoop when Snoop did that. They wow. shot in the L during the performance, which uh, is nuts. Yeah, they can have that. Don't do too um, much more New York than that. What we got, man? Some wins and some losses. That's what we a do wild have war show right there, boy. <laughs> we do have some wins and some losses, man. The first W goes to hip hop. The culture as a whole was granted, recognized August 11th as National Hip Hop Day, the birth of hip hop. That's Thank super you know. dope, man. They also passed in the law. November is officially Hip Hop History Month. Um, mm. So that is official as well. So again, we just talked about it. Hip Hop is still relatively young. Um, so it, it salute to the cool shit, though, when they do stuff like this. We got to do something for November, man, for Hip Hop History Month. I don't know what. But we'll figure something out. Facts. That'll be fire. Next, we have an L going to your man's Rameek Mill. Said he got was in the studio with Lil Baby and Dirk. He just been living his old watch life, man. He said they was in there cleaning him up on a recent episode of The Shop, man. You believe that? I do, because Meek Mill been comfortable for a minute now. He been pretty low key. So I'll give him this though. He would have never admitted this six, seven years ago though. So he's either grown, humbled, or washed. One of the two, or one of the three, excuse all me. Three. Maybe all three. Or all three, because he clearly was like, he, that was a good episode. I thought that was a good episode, though. I ain't watched that one yet. Ah, right, that's a good one. That was a good really? cast that they had in there. Hmm. I, I wasn't here for I, I didn't. I checked that out later. Just had the boy Trey Young on there. That's your man's. That is my guy. I fuck with Trey Young. I, 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 I just did not want to see uh, Jamel Hill and Meek Mill on the same episode. I needed a little dilution. That's pretty good. It was good. I'll yeah. check it out. Next, we got my man. My goodness, if you didn't see this, Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart were doing Olympic commentary. Big W to them and NBC for capturing this greatness on screen, man. Uh, Snoop saw the, the equestrian horse crib walking, man, and it was over for that. I did not expect to laugh that hard at that, dude. Man, listen, Snoop can commentate any the Puppy Bowl, the Super Bowl, Olympic game. It doesn't matter, nigga. Just put him in front of a camera looking at shit and he's going to make it entertaining. Kevin Hart was playing second fiddle to Snoop, nigga. Like, it just... <laughs> it, was so, it was so unbelievable how smooth he was. Kevin Hart couldn't believe it either. Like, oh. you didn't expect, like, out of the gate. He's like, oh, cuz, he crip walking. Like, what? Dude, you came with that off the dome? Jesus, that's funny, dude. He said, oh, cuz. He said he with the set. <laughs> Man, that was funny as shit. That nigga said, set, I'm not, there's no way on earth I'm watching. Like, the Olympics are cool. There's certain events that I fuck with. The equestrian riding one, that's not it. I'm not fucking with that. Nah. Snoop commentating? Ah, nigga, that's must-see TV now. Tell me what time it comes on. I'm TiVoing it. That's a fact. 
all day, nigga. And last, we got a bonus L to your man, Martin Screlly. He mm. bought that one of one Wu-Tang album where the government has taken it in a seizure of his assets. How you feel about that, man? Did you put a bid in for it? Absolutely not. He bought it for $2 million, a little above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government has now sold it, <laughs> so he no longer has it. They didn't say how much, though. It was undisclosed, and they didn't say who they sold it to. So I'm RZA, I'm buying that back. Mm, and then auctioning it again. You got to do that. Come on with it, dude. You got to yes. do that. You got to do that. Here go that one-on-one album again. Like, what? How much, how much do you need in your account to buy a one-of-one album that no one else has ever heard for two million dollars. Like if it's from a Wu-Tang? J album, no, no, for somebody you oh, fuck with. Say from Wu Tang, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. Uh, two million cash. I two million cash for one on one. I need at least eighteen to twenty million in the bank. <laughs> if I'm spending two million cash, it's a slow day, music, bro. Yeah. <laughs> And they gotta be like a bad year, my nigga. Like, like I need that at least. Shit, two million on an album. I don't like music that much no more. Like, hell no. That motherfucker better be fired, nigga. When I press play, them motherfuckers better come out of the goddamn thing and perform, nigga. Niggas, but every time too, nigga. Every time I press in the car, niggas, niggas better pull up beside me with the goddamn guitars and everything, dude. Oh shit. Uh, on deck of the week, we are going back to YouTube. We loving the comments on YouTube right now, guys. Shout out to Maurice Hunt. He made a comment about because we talked about can somebody be little. LeBron cold and hooping and then also Drake cold and rapping. Can one person be that? We talked about that on the last episode. He has a comment. He said, I feel y'all on trying to rap and hoop. Maybe there's a Deion Sanders or a Bo Jackson type person out there that could be a big time producer in hoop instead of rap. Thought this was interesting. We appreciate that, Mr. Hunt. Maybe we can get somebody that maybe is like super cold behind the machine and he can hoop, but getting a super duper rapper and a super duper hooper is going to be tough. Hmm, that's an interesting combo right there. Yeah. The produ- we ain't never seen a producer hooper. Well, well Chris Webber. Well, a little bit. True, true. That's true. Chris but Webber. he wasn't like Kanye. Nah, he wasn't doing his thing, thing like that. <laughs> we, we, I think we're missing somebody though. Because there was, like, there's been a story on somebody that did this. I just can't remember who else it was. But Chris mm-hmm. Webber is the only one that stands, jumps out to me. Yeah. That's with no prep off the dome, too. And could he, Easy but could money. he hoop, though? Chris Webber? No, I'm fucking with you. Oh, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm the Chris Webber hater. Don't try to jump ship now. Hell no, nah, he can't. Nigga was starting out this way. Oh, shit. Oh, man, before we get out of here, you, you alluded to the put on, man. What was it? Is, that's what you got for me? The interview? Um... It was the Drink Champs interview with Benny Siegel again. Last week I did Vince Staples Drink Champs, man. Drink Champs been potting their asses off, man. Uh, that was a really good interview with Benny Siegel, man. You guys check that out. He, some information about the rock and just it was it was good, really good interview, man. No, no, no coincidence that Drink Champs is fired now that Nori has stopped getting lit. Drink Champs, he don't drink no more, do he? He nope. said in the last couple episodes he's been saying that. It's no coincidence that it's fired now because if Drink Champs have fallen off, let's be clear. Yeah, I stopped listening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the guest's been better too. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a mix of that too. <laughs> um, man, my put on of the week is an album that came out last week. It's not hip hop though. We're gonna slow it down. This is something, fellas, you could ride to with your ladies in the whip. This is what you could play on Sundays, man. No rap on Sundays. But that Tink, Heat of the Moment project is fire, nigga. Especially toward the middle. It's like six, seven, right around there. It heats up crazy, closes out strong. Tink is very talented. I'm a fan of her. She puts out really consistent, good music. If y'all remember, she used to be signed to Timbaland. He didn't really know what to do with her. She's out of Chicago. If you're not on her, she raps and sings. But this one's mostly singing. But it's a fire project, man. Heat of the moment. Make sure y'all check that out. Her last project, Voicemails, was fire, too. So she's something a to rapper, listen to. but this is an R&B album. Yes, this is more of an R&B album. She rap a little bit, but it's more of an R&B album. So it's just something to switch up the vibes, man, when you're on, on Sunday or, or late night, man, when, you, when you're on date night or something. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'll check that tank out. Switch up the vibes, man. Um, Hey, guys, again, we appreciate y'all tapping in. Do us a favor, youtube.com slash on deck TV podcast. You will find us there. Make sure you hit subscribe on that link. Also, patreon.com slash realville. We've got uh, reviews up right now. Shout out my guy, Big Jeff. He did a couple with me. We chopped it up. We've got some more coming this month, some more coming next month, and so on and so forth. So make sure you tap in to get all of that extra bonus content. Absolutely. Let's get to it. Support the real new stuff coming for you very soon. Man, check out the merch. Uh, it's going to be available ASAPly. We out. Yes, sir. We out.